Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We've got a great show for you today. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, in for Chelsea Messenger, who's uh, still out having that uh, baby thing happen. So we wish her the best and never fear. Chelsea will be back. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Loads of games to get to. And of course, as always, we have our A-team of handicappers uh, coming in or calling in to provide you with the information you need to have a wonderful, wonderful betting day. All right, if you want to catch the show outside of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, we're also stream live, live on YouTube. Uh, we stream on Facebook. We stream on Twitter. Uh, we stream just about everywhere you want to be. And the way we like it is when you comment, uh, we put it up on the screen and we will discuss your comment or bring it up during the show. Once again, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, just search Picks and Parlays or use hashtag Parlay Radio to join the discussion. Uh, well, we had a great uh, baseball game yesterday. It was do or die game four, Astros at Tampa Bay. And well, uh, Tampa Bay did and the Astros died. The story was, of course, Justin Verlander coming, uh, pitching for the first time in his career after a three-day rest. And I imagine this will be the last time in his career that that happens as he really crapped out and Tampa Bay take it to a game five. Don't worry, though. We will be covering the baseball today. We will, of course, be talking about the Nationals at Dodgers, and we will discuss today uh, the Cardinals at Braves, that game going on just about as we get off the air. Lots of college football. Washington State at Arizona State. we got Memphis at Temple, USC at Notre Dame. Did someone say USC? Oh, I feel just that bile. And I think I threw up a little bit, actually, in the back of my throat. Uh, Eagles at Vikings. Saints at Jaguars. 49ers at Rams. Seahawks at Browns. Steelers at Chargers. Those are our NFL picks today, so you want to stay tuned if you want to get ahead on those bets. And of course, as discussed, we will be talking about the Nationals and the Dodgers. Look, if you'd like to call into the studio, you can do that too. We'd love to hear from you and what you're betting on today, 800-878-7529. The call is free, so don't be bashful. Pick up the phone. Again, free. Keep your money for the you know, for the bet and not for the call. All right, well, we're going to step aside here and take a break. Just a reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe and click the notification bell to get notified every time we post a new video. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back to talk some college football. All right, you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, and as promised, before the break, we're going to get into some college football, and we're very pleased to be joined live from Atlanta. Well, the Grammy Award-winning rapper and Atlanta favorite son, 2 Chains, joins us. Oh, well, not really. It's, 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 it's Joe Duffy. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing pretty good, Nick. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit more like Athens' uh, Michael Stipe or something. That would be a little bit more my taste. But I will sing, by the way, you know, another every now and then I like to do some um, name dropping, gratuitous name dropping. I used to have Paul Davis used to live literally right down the street from me. He's in heaven now, but 
He is a uh, pretty well-known rocker. All right. Well, Joe, rubbing elbows with the stars. Let's talk about rubbing elbows with some college football, shall we? Let's start with the Pac-12 Washington State at Arizona. Arizona 4-1 and one, coming off a bounce-back win versus Cal. Washington State, though, uh, Joe, they're 3-2. and two. They started off well. Then they had that loss to UCLA. They seem to not really recover from that. They followed that up with a loss to Utah. Then uh, defensive coordinator Trey, uh, Tracy Cleggs resigned. What do you expect to see now? Yeah, well, Nick, this is this is confusing. The Pac-12 does it to us. So Washington's playing Arizona, and then Washington State is playing Arizona State. So uh, this is one where, you know, I did a multimedia appearance earlier this week, and I like Washington State a lot more at plus two. I know one of those major conglomerates out there, they keep promoting how short road underdogs have done quite well. And this is true. And I know the software that they use Fortunately, I not only use that software, but I use an even better software where you can go back a few more years and you can roll out uh, when it goes head to head with other great systems. Because sometimes the short road underdog goes against a couple of my home team momentum systems. So essentially, when the short road underdog does not conflict with any of my home team momentum systems, the road underdog is 650, 488, and 29. Now, the line has dropped, and in some sports books, they're not an underdog right now, but still going against uh, ranked teams in tough home games when the odds makers tell you the home team has a very good chance at losing. Going against a home team has been very profitable against the spread, 196-56-4. Uh, and four. Now, I like to do the I report. You decide this isn't necessarily a an absolute lock because conversely— Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, yes, sir. Did you just say I report, you decide? Yes, I did. I did. Yes, I. I'm oh, trying to I, I didn't know Fox that we were the uh, Fox News of sports betting. I, I'm not sure I like that, Joe. I, well, you know that we're going to get rankings just like them when we give them uh, great information like this. Absolutely, and, you know, of course. On the other side, <laughs> yeah. of course. It's, Our opinion, yeah, by the way, Washington State's one and four against the spread in the last five. Arizona State's two and three against the spread this whole season. So, where were you landing on this one? Uh, I'm going to go with Washington State, even though it's down to a pick em. I do like them plus the points. And I also think they're going to get a little bit of a boost. As you said, Tracy Clays did resign. But when a coordinator or a coach resigns midseason, usually there's a very short-term spark. And that's all I'm worried about this weekend. Whether or not it's going to pay off three weeks from now, I don't care. This weekend, I think their defense will get a short-term spark because of the resignation. Well... Interesting. So, so you don't think the, the, the fact that the defensive coordinator resigned is really going to have any particular effect in this game? No, I, I think just the opposite. I think it's kind of a wake-up call when a head coach or a coordinator resigns in the middle of the year or gets fired. It's usually the wake-up call that they need. Washington State had a very improved defense last year, and they were expected to be among the better in the Pac-12 this year. They have not. And that's why he resigned, and allegedly he wasn't forced. It was a little bit of a surprise. You know, some people are coming out with a conspiracy. He resigned um, at Minnesota suddenly, but that had to do with a, bad, a dumb tweet he did. Now, I think this was just his decision. So I don't think it'll have no effect. I think just the opposite. I think it'll have a little bit of a short-term spark. It'll wake up the, uh, the defense, because I do see that happen a lot. When a team needs a wake-up call, you know, one of my golden rules, you cannot manufacture emotion. And I think the defense will be playing with a little bit more emotion. They're kind of going to be rallying around it. 
and I think they'll play a little bit better this week. Yeah, you know, I actually take the opposite approach on this one because, you know, I, I believe firmly in sports and momentum. And, uh, you know, when you lose two in a row, particularly that loss to UCLA, um, then getting, what, scoring 13, uh, uh, scoring only 13 points and conceding 38, losing the defensive coordinator. I mean, it's going to take a lot for them to find the uh, intestinal fortitude to fight back from this. I would tend to think that that would, uh, that that would uh, have the opposite effect that you're suggesting. Um, you, the one thing that is true, I've always said, and this is proven by my software, uh, college football is the number one momentum sport. So you are right there. But as I said, when a team is underachieving, no, I, I do think that that little wake-up call, sometimes in baseball when you have a team meeting and the manager explodes, that gives them the lift. But I do think this is kind of, like I said, the emotion that you can't manufacture. The reason I think an underachieving Washington State defense will respond is because they did get their wake-up call. Because Washington State's defense isn't as bad as they've shown this year. All right. Well, we will find out, won't we? Let's go to Memphis at Temple. Both these teams doing quite well this season. Memphis 5-0. and Brady White's the quarterback. Coming off an easy win against Monroe. Temple 4-1. and Well, they won 27-17 against East Carolina. Temple 3-0 and at home. Memphis 2-0 and on the road. Hmm, this is an interesting one. Yeah, I do like the uh, fact, you know, although I'm going to give you a pick on the total, I generally like to fade line moves unless it has to do with a very specific injury. Memphis opened up at minus three. They're up to minus six. And that's going from one key number to another, although, you know, once it hits seven, it's a bigger key number. We have an interesting situation here. And as I've said, many of my um, best systems are really fit into the counterintuitive realm. Memphis, their last four games, they've scored a combined 154 points. So I think the knee-jerk reaction of everyone's going to be, whoa, wait a minute, got to bet this over. Well, when you have a total of 50 or less, so this is, you know, in 2019, a fairly medium-range total, despite the fact um, that Memphis has been doing all that scoring. So when you have a total of 50 or less, despite one team combining for at least 144 points or more over the last four games, it does go under at a 192, 136, and uh, six rate. And, you know, Memphis are going to get Chris Claybrooks back, was expected to make, uh, get him back and make a season debut. He's got speed. He's got coverage ability. A very key player, especially after Memphis, their pass coverage was terrible, despite the victory against ULM, uh, giving up 319 yards. So I do think that Memphis's defense will be better in addition. Patrick Taylor, he's questionable, but after missing four games. So Memphis could get two key players back in their defensive backfield this week, and they definitely need it. All right, so the unders ca uh, cashed in four of Temple's last five at home. So uh, you're taking the under on this one, right? Yep, yeah, and this is going to be the best defense Memphis has seen all season as well. Temple's uh, number one in scoring defense. And both of these defenses, in fact, when you look at the numbers, they're holding their opponents to well below their normal averages, both defenses in passing yards, uh, rushing yards, and total yards for play. Usually, in fact, I think... Uh, anywhere from 0.8 to 1.1 yards below their normal average, both of these defenses. All right. Well, i uh, tell you what, um, Joe, let's get to the last match. We've only got a, a couple of minutes here. Okay. Uh, as a Bruin, I have to say this, this game, I don't like either of these teams. I like Notre Dame. I dislike Notre Dame less than I absolutely hate USC. I'm happy to say USC are 3-2. and two. They did have a bye week last week. Before that, though, it was a 28-14 to 14 loss to Washington. Uh, their quarterback, Matt Fink, is, uh, well, has as many interceptions as touchdowns on this season. I'm wondering, though, he could be a good candidate for the Bengals draft. 
Yeah. Um, by the way, I loved your campus. Went there uh, when I was in town for the 94 World Cup many, many years ago. The UCLA campus is a quite, quite the impressive campus. Actually, um, USC, their quarterback, uh, Keaton Slovis, is back. He was hurt. This is going to be, you know, he's one of three starters that USC has seen this year because of injuries. But he's a pretty good player. True freshman, 60 out of 77 for 732 yards, five touchdowns. And, um, you know, four interceptions in, in, a, in four road games. This is a very tough road game, but his completion percentage ranks second in FBS. So he's doing quite well as far as being efficient. Uh, UCLA, they're going to get a couple of their defensive uh, players back this week. Uh, Hafunga is going to come back. He was a leading tackler when they got hurt. Griffin's going to come back. I know we're running out of time. So, you know, I'll cut out some of the other stuff, but oh, USC plus the eleven. I do think is a pretty good play. They're going to stay within the number. All right, Joe. Thank you, as always. And if you want to find more of Joe's picks, go to picksandparlays.net. You can get free picks there, as well, of course, Joe's expert picks at picksandparlays.net. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll be joined by Enfuego Chip Chirimbus. Oh, we're back. How about that? Welcome. Picks and Parlays Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Nick Eber. And I'm joined in studio by the always entertaining and particularly uh, <laughs> successful these days, Chip Chirimbus. Chip, I know you're not one for self-promotion. So no, right. I, well, you know, you know, what, what I want to do is I want to, yeah. I, I know this is hard for you. It's difficult. But, but, but see if you can bring yourself to tell our listeners and viewers just how hot you've been. Well, you know, I've, I've been doing this 40 years now, so it isn't unusual for this to happen. But what is happening now is just absolutely wonderful in football as our games of the year have now gone to 15 and 2. Our baseball here has won four straight playoff games. We have a winner right now at picksandparlays.net, the Cardinals and the Braves. Right now, you can log on and get that winner. But um, it's really been wonderful, Nick. Uh, we had a hockey winner last night. And, uh, you know, one thing that we like to do and we pride ourselves on is giving the single strongest play in any sport. No right. matter what it might be. If right. it's a hockey game, you're going to get the A play to Megalo play in hockey. If it's basketball or whatever. So that's why getting that 30-day package is the best way to go because you don't have to pick and choose. You get all the games every day. And if I have a best bet in any of the sports, you receive it. Well, Chip, you are definitely one of the, uh, the OGs of uh, <laughs> handicapping. In point of fact, I, I was just reading an article that uh, they, uh, they dug up some uh, new graffiti in Pompeii. Apparently, it was one of your early gladiatorial <laughs> picks. And again, you were a winner. Well, I want to tell you something. I was at what would, at that time would have been considered a Super Bowl. I was nine years old, 1958. Giants and Colts went overtime day after Christmas. Colts won 23-17, and they did cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. All right, well, let's get to some NFL, shall we? Uh, shall we start with the Eagles at Vikings? The Eagles are 3-2, and oh, the Vikings are 3-2 and two also. This yes. should be uh, Carson, uh, Carson Wentz against Kirk Cousins. Carson Wentz looking better and better with each game. He is, and he's one of the, the better quality and efficient quarterbacks in the NFL without question. The Eagles are definitely going to be a threat. They're getting people healthy, and defense is where they hang their hat for the most part. You know, these two have a history, Nick. Um, not only have they played the last two years because of the playoffs, but in a regular season, Minnesota got their revenge last season from um, a loss that they had inflicted in the playoffs that Philadelphia had given um, Minnesota. But this is an interesting matchup because both these teams are expected to make the playoffs. Philadelphia probably more so. They come in as a three-point dog. And on the road, Nick, in the last five meetings, they are 5-0 and against this Minnesota Viking team. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, they're 7-3 and in the last 10 meetings and 5-0 and as, as their last five as dogs. So Philadelphia has a lot of trends in their, in their background here that would give them a lot of support. 
But Nick, look what we have when we have the Vikings at home. They're 11 and three mm -hmm. against teams with winning records. So Minnesota seems to come to play when the opponent is of great stature at home. They'll sit and they'll come up, but they are only one and seven, Nick, against the points after a, a win. So Minnesota here, Philadelphia, we've got trends that clash. We've got trends that are conflicting, but there are trends here that don't conflict, and that is to play this game under the total. Um, Philadelphia has gone under in their last four. Minnesota is under in seven of yeah. their last nine against the And East. how do you think the Minnesota sort of run-heavy offense is going to match up? Well, see, that's, that's part of the reasons I, I would go, gravitate toward the unders because Kirk Cousins just doesn't set the world on fire. Yeah. And um, Philadelphia, as Peterson, loves to play a ball-control offense, even with Wentz, whose efficiency is, is just magnificent. But he likes to control the ball. He figures he can win the game if he holds the ball, especially – at Minnesota, I think this game is destined to stay under the total. Both teams are going to look to play rather conservatively, which they have in the past against each other. All right, well, let's uh, go to the next match, shall we? Right. It's uh, New Orleans Saints 4-1 and one against uh, the Jags at 2-3. Uh, and three. Saints uh, top of the NFC South. Jags 1-1 one and one at home. Teddy Bridge Bridgewater against uh, Gardner Minshew. Your thoughts? I thought as I love that Minshew. Yeah, that really, he's great. It's, I mean, that's coming like out. It of, sounds like a collection of mixed nuts. No. You might and buy you know what? You know what, Nick? You I may, love the Minshew. Collection. You may have to give him a little competition for that mustache because they were making all kinds of posters with his mustache, and I think they're very similar, Nick. But this this game, New Orleans and Jacksonville, is one of my top games in the entire weekend. So I'm not going to give you a side. It may even be my game of the year. But listen to these stats. New Orleans has won the last four meetings against the spread. The Saints who went up to Seattle and won, and Seattle's the best bet for us a couple of weeks ago, are 21-8, and eight, Nick, against the points on the road. So New Orleans certainly does travel well, but I must say this. Most of those records were when their quarterback was Drew Brees. Yeah. Now, Bridgewater's done great. He's passing, completing 70% of his passes. But I think in this environment on the road, you know, Jacksonville's known for their defense, Nick, and they really haven't played much defense all year, but games have gone under. Inefficient offense, who knows why, but six of the last seven at home, Nick, have gone under the total, and they're 5-1 to the under after a loss. It looks like they, they garner their, their forces, and they try and play a little more conservatively and try and get a win. Now they have Leonard Fournette, top running back in the NFL right now this year. He's averaging almost six yards a carry. And on the Orleans side, you have Kamara, who last year was a top running back. So I can see both these teams, even though you have Gardner Minshew and you have Teddy Bridgewater, being a little bit more conservative with those top running backs, I think this is destined to stay under as well. And I'm, I'm, going, to have a, I'm going to have a side for you on Saturday or Sunday in this NFL game. It may even be my game of the year. And you can get that side at picksandparlays.net, of course. So that, that's where it is, picksandparlays.net every day. I mean, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, we're there. And right. log so, on. And, you know, question, I mean, Teddy yep. Bridgewater, a lot of people think he's sort of overperforming and they're kind of waiting for the sort of massive regression to happen. Yep. Is it going to be a Bridgewater over troubled I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. He had a catastrophic injury, Nick, an injury that was so severe and so bad that they canceled practice because players were throwing up on the field. It's taken him three, four years to get back oh, to the Oh, did someone spot. mention USC? Um, oh, never mind. <laughs> USC may do better than you think, but him, him coming back from this injury, people have been very slow with him. And... If he had done this four years ago, we would have said, ah, we got what we had expected. Now I think people are very surprised, and they're waiting for, like you said, for um, the floor, to be, the rug to be pulled out from under him yeah. um, because they, they hadn't anticipated he was going to be this effective. And maybe with you know the coaching they have in New Orleans, and, um, of course, we had Drew Brees there, he fits in. There's an offense already built in for him. 
All right, let's go to the next one. It's uh, the 49ers at 4-0 uh, against the Rams at 3-2. and uh, It's Jimmy Garoppolo against Jared Goff. The 49ers killed the Browns yes. 31-3 on Monday. Big winner for us Monday night. And, and you know what's up? I mean, the 49ers are on uh, en fuego as well. En fuego as well. They're um, against the spread. They're 3-1 um, and one against the points, but 4-0 and straight up. You know, they come off a 31-3 beating of the Cleveland, um, the Cleveland Browns Monday night. And I, t I imagine most of the public thought that Cleveland was assigned there. They held um, um, quarterback Mayfield to eight completions and 22 attempts, only 100 total yards. But the effective thing, the point here is that they ran the ball really effectively. And once they got that lead, they held on to it. You know, they've covered five of the last seven meetings against the Rams because the Rams have been the bully in this division, mm -hmm. Nick, for a while um, the, as the 49ers have struggled. And now the 49ers seem to have the upper hand here. But the Rams have lost two in a row. And this is a team that's played in the Super Bowl. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them, um, you know, circle the wagons and gather their forces because they are 7-1 against the NFC. But these two teams with the offense the Rams have – um, I don't know if you mentioned, um, Nick, that the total on this game is 50 and a half. Mm. Now, we're usually seeing things around 39, 40, 44 yeah. is a high. This is extremely high because the Rams gave up 55 points two weeks ago, and they're giving up points right and left, and they can score. They've got a great offense. Right. And 49ers, yes. we've seen with Garofalo. points. Yeah, yeah right. and Garofalo's maturing into the position now. He's feeling a little more comfortable yeah. after his injury from last year. He got a slow start. I think this game goes over the total. I, I really see a wide-open affair. The weather should be wonderful out in L.A. It should yep. be beautiful. And uh, there's nothing to hold these two teams back. I don't think there's any hurricanes coming around. Do you think Jared Goff, I mean, something not quite right with Jared Goff? Uh, you know, it's, I don't know if it's his motion or the way he throws the ball or just the, the critics seem to think that um, he just doesn't have it. He, sometimes he throws some extremely poor passes in really bad places, and other times he makes very poor reads. But... They like him there. He's efficient there. They're going to keep him there, no question. And I think he, they're going, he's going to be part of the future. So they're going to have to live and die with mm -hmm. Goff here. And right now, I think, Nick, if we had to evaluate these two quarterbacks, you'd have to say you want to be with Garoppolo as opposed yeah, to Goff. Absolutely. Uh, look, uh, I know we've, uh, we've run out of our NF, uh, NFL matchups yeah. for this segment. But right. I wanted to touch on something we spoke about uh, yesterday. We were yep. talking about the Astros at Tampa Bay. Right. Uh, it was bullpen day at Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, all, all staff day. All, 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 all staff day. <laughs> all staff day uh, I mean, this Justin Verlander experiment, bringing him in with three days rest, uh, was an absolute disaster. I was absolutely shocked. Uh, I, was really thought, I really thought the Astros... Uh, we'll get it done, but uh, well, you know, we're going to leave it to a game five. And uh, who's the favorite of well, game five? The um, Astros are definitely favored, um, but you know that was only the, that happened 126 times in a playoff. This was on pardon the interruption. And Tony Kornheiser said that of 122 games. The pitcher on short days rest, on three days rest, has only won 47 times. It's a, oh so it's, it, it's not a logical play. It's not a smart play. You and I discussed how we have to, we have to be right, stick with your rotation, yeah. and, then, and then, right. come, then come with the big games when you need them. But now they're going to be pulling everybody out. Um, the Astros are going to be huge favorites, at least 2-1 to one here. I mean, right. Kermit Cole, he struck out 15 last time out against this team. Didn't give up any. I think he might have given up a run. I don't think he did. And uh, they're going to be very heavy favorites. But, you know... Stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, we saw what happened to Verlander yesterday. Thank you know you what I wanted. Stuff. Yeah, you know Thank what you I wanted. Thank you for saying stuff. You know what I wanted. I, 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 I want to get that angry call from the radio network. Well, well done. You know, I'm impressed. All right, crap does happen, and uh, it could happen here. Okay, absolutely. Uh, very quickly, uh, right after the show, Cardinals Braves is gonna uh, they're, they're gonna start playing. It's 
Game five as well. By the way, how awesome is it with all these game fives? I, well, I love baseball and the way they're doing it now is we're getting these these playoff games, these elimination games day after day after day. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's it, it's nirvana for Major League Baseball. This is what they were looking for, I would imagine, to, be, to have this happen. The Yankees swept. So what? Now we got the uh, now oh, we, we we just we just got one go minute. Ahead. It's uh, Jack Flaherty against Mike Fulton Evitz. Um, you know, Fulton Evitz been hot. Yeah, was a rookie last year. Right, got injured. Yep. Um, Slow start this year. Right, we just got a couple of seconds left. I love Flaherty. I okay, personally, love Flaherty. I love Flaherty and I love the Cardinals. Atlanta hasn't been there. They haven't won a playoff series since two thousand one. The Cardinals are game tough. All right, so Joe Duffy will be crying in his Atlanta suit. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, if you want to get more picks, if you want to get more of Chip Chirimbus's picks, you can do that at picksandparlays.net, both free picks. And if you're ready to kick it up a notch, you can get the expert picks right there as well. Of course, there are free picks galore, all sports, yeah. picksandparlays.net. Just a reminder, we're not only on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on the American Forces Network. We'd like to say hello to our men and women in uniform serving around the world. We really appreciate what you do. We do. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more. All right, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a reminder, we're with you each and every weekday from 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 4 Eastern right here on the Sports Byline Network. We're also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you'd like to find us on any of those social media sites, just search Picks and Parlays or use the hashtag Parlays Radio, and we will bring you into the discussion on our social media. If you'd like to call us in the studio, you can do that, 800-878-PLAY, 800-878-7529. If you don't want to figure out what P-L-A-Y is on the phone, uh, it's 7529. All right, well, we've had Joe Duffy, we've had Chip Chirimbus, so no show would be complete. Uh, without the ever-prolific Tony T from L.A. Tony T., how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, uh, Nick, and looking forward to some uh, really big baseball out here in SoCal. I want to update everybody on the weather. There's been a cooling trend out here in L.A., not just the team, but uh, the weather itself <laughs> here. We're looking at uh, that start time. We're looking at temperatures in the upper 60s. Humidity at 70% could go as high as 80%. So we're looking at some of this heavy air out in L.A. Nick, uh, we may see some balls uh, not leave the park. Maybe some warning track fly ball outs uh, tonight. Ah, so now that's going to affect the under, I would imagine, right? It it should affect the under, uh, although it hasn't moved, although we're seeing it right now at 7 with juice about 120. So uh, if you want to play the under, which I want to do in this game, you better better move on it fast because people are going to smarten up and start looking at these temperature changes here in L.A. As we know, we're already into autumn. We're getting the autumn temps out here and – the heavy ball means the, you know, left likely to get those balls over the wall at Dodger Stadium. All right. Well, it is uh, Steven Strasburg, who's 18-6 and six with a 3.32 ERA. He actually won game two for the Nationals against uh, Walker Bueller. And one can only hope that it's not Bueller's day off if you're a Dodgers fan. He's 14-4 and four with a 3.26 ERA. He won the first game for the Dodgers. Um, I, um, I quite like this game, quite frankly. I mean, just from a fan's perspective... Uh, this should be a really good one. But if we're talking about a lower scoring game, who do you think that really benefits? If it's lower scoring, it definitely benefits the Dodgers because of their bullpen. Uh, and, of course, it's all hands on deck. So there's talk here that even uh, Kershaw can pitch up to three innings in this game, maybe more. But you go back to 2016, a very similar game, five in Washington between these teams. It was a pitcher's duel, one out, in, uh, one out, uh, a one-run lead for L.A. K- Kenley Jansen came in for, for a six-inning save. He got through the eighth, but walked the, walked the bases loaded. Walked actually the first two batters, and Kershaw came in and got the final two outs to seal the victory for L.A. So uh, 
I would definitely favor LA if it gets into the later innings because you've got Kershaw. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't doubt if we even see Ryu. We got uh, May who looks very effective and uh, Maeda pitched well. I just don't want to see a stripling or Urias in there. Even Kelly. I'm not a big fan of Kelly there in that rotation, but uh, would definitely favor the Dodgers if we get into a, a one run game in the later innings. Of course, Strasburg, is he built to go nine? Is he built to go eight? They love to get seven out of him. And uh, that's a really big question mark is how deep can Strasburg go in this game? Well, interestingly, the Nationals are one and four in Strasburg's last five road starts against the Dodgers. So uh, he's not doing that well at Dodger Stadium. And the Dodgers, though, they're seven and three in Bueller's last 10 home starts against a team with a winning record. So, you know, if you like to look back at these historical stats, and, and usually I think, you know, they're fun for trivia games, but, you know, maybe, you know, every day is a new day. But I will say in baseball, uh, they do actually carry a lot more meaning than most other sports. Uh, you know, you'd have to think this would uh, edge the Dodgers. Yeah, I think it would definitely edge the Dodgers. But one thing you always worry about, Bueller, he can, he can look like a Cy Young or he can look like a gas can up there because he's had some pretty rough outings at home. And you got to always be concerned about that. But he can handle the pressure. He's been in these pressure spots in the playoffs before. Remember, he was a starter last year in that Game 7 in Milwaukee. What a game that was with the L.A. winning that one. So he's been in this spot before. So it's no, it's no, it's no, uh, it won't be a surprise for him. I always feel now with the money, uh, with the money, Nick, in this game, I think the biggest pressure for these players is just making the team. When you compare the minor league salary with, with the major league baseball salary, I think that's where the pressure is to just get on the roster, get a contract. Yeah, and then you can look important in the dugout doing high fives and chest pumps when, you know, somebody else scores a home run. But uh, that's the way it goes. All right, so um, you're going to go with the Dodgers on this game, Tony? I would, I would lean the Dodgers in this game, although I don't think it's a really good price at minus 165 because a lot can happen in the early innings with Bueller. And that's what I'm nervous about. Because like I said, you either get the Cy Young or you can get the gas can up there in, in early yeah. innings. But again, with Kershaw back there to back him up and Maeda, who's looked effective in, the, in, in relief, I think they can get in, in their deeper, into their bullpen deep. And I like that. I like their shot here. I mean, the odds makers tell you something. Minus 165, that's a big line. Even with Strasburg on the mound. Yeah. Uh, because the question mark is when Strasburg exits, you've got to sweat through this bullpen for the, for the Nationals. We saw the Dodgers get to him, but... One thing to know, why I really, I really like the under in this game, uh, as we talked about here, because one, it's a great pitching matchup, and two, the Dodgers are loaded in their bullpen with those starters going to the bullpen, all hands on deck game, and the fact that you always have to factor with what no one really talks about right now because it's been hot all summer, but we're starting to see the changing temperatures is definitely that high humidity. With a, yeah. As uh, you probably are familiar with that marine layer in SoCal, if you ever been to Dodger games, you kind of snooze through them, the low-scoring low games when it's like that. And that's what we're looking at here where the ball's just not going to carry. And that hurts the Dodgers' bats because they like to hit the home run. Well, unfortunately, you know, Tony, whenever I went to Chavez Ravine to see a game, I'd always have to leave in the first inning just to beat the traffic in L.A. So I never really saw a game. I'm just kidding. Uh, it is a very unique place to see a game, of course, the L.A. traffic. Uh, nightmarish. All right, well, let's get on to some NFL, shall we? Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Seahawks at Browns. Uh, the uh, Seahawks are four and one. The Browns two and three. The Browns, oh, just got absolutely clobbered on Monday. Uh, as I said uh, yesterday, they'd have been better off with Curtis Mayfield uh, than Baker Mayfield. Um, tell us, how do you see this game? It's Russell Wilson against Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we see the you know, line open, Nick, with the with the Browns' favorite two. The money is on Seattle right now. It's moved to Seattle minus one and a half. Total sits here at forty seven. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus one and a half. 
Uh, Cleveland just could not match that physical strength on the line of scrimmage. San Francisco is a real thing. I was had my questions with them, but when I saw this game against pretty, at least an average team at best with the Browns, they held their own here. Um, you know, and also too, you got to be concerned here. It's a it's a short week here for the Browns, and of course, you got a first year head coach trying to get prepared here for a Seahawks team. And again, Nick, we're looking at back to back physical encounters. They faced the 49ers team who was very physical. Now you're facing a Pete Carroll physical defense with the Seattle Seahawks, and you've got an accurate quarterback in Russell Wilson who's having a he's having an MVP type year. I mean, he's in this yeah. discussion. I mean, he's completing 73 percent of his passes, 12 touchdowns, no picks. You know, we saw the Rams go in there and uh, really shut down that Browns uh, Browns offense, and we see the 49ers do the same. A lot of people are saying this NFC West probably the best division. I think everyone can agree now, looking at what we, you know, looking at the you know through through five weeks, and I definitely have to lean here. I actually like I like the CLC Hawks in this one. Well, I mean, Russell Wilson's as you mentioned. I mean, he's uh, just playing, having a phenomenal season. I just wonder, you know, do you think the team around him is really good enough? That's a very good question. And I think the fact is, is the running backs, uh, you know, Carson has had issue with, with, with ball protection, fumbling the football. I was, you know, I didn't like the fact that Mike Davis, the backup was signed by the bears. That means Rashad Penny, who, who uh, played at San Diego state. I don't think he has the body to withstand the, the grind of the NFL, but if you just use him in spots, okay. But the receiving position, the receivers are stepping up here. The defense is young. They make plays. And uh, one thing to note here is it's what, what, issue I have with the Browns, and I had it last year, has been their defense. They're starting to show signs of last year's struggles. They're giving up 150 yards on the ground, 5.2 yards a carry. That's a lot of rushing yards they're giving up. And, you know, Seattle, if they go back to that ground game, it can open up plays for them deep in the passing game. And, of course, we all know about the Browns' trouble. 28th in the league on third down. They can't move the chains. 29th mm. in the red zone. You know, why I, why I focus so much on these stats, third down and red zone, Nick, is because there aren't a lot of possessions in the NFL. Right. Right, absolutely. All right, well, let's move along to the next game. It's uh, Steelers at Chargers. Uh, the Steelers are one and four. The Chargers two and three. A um, couple of questions on this one. I mean, Philip Rivers, he only got 200, uh, 211 uh, yards the last game against Denver. Uh, you know, is he getting a, a, a little uh, long in the tooth? And then the, the other question I have for you is about the quarterback situation at the Steelers. Is Mason Rudolph going to play? He had a concussion on Sunday because obviously no Roethlisberger. So uh, are they going to be short quarterback here for Monday? Um, pardon me. For, yeah, according for to Mike, yeah, yeah, according to Mike Tomlin, they will be because he's he's ready to go with his third string, which is a very difficult spot they're in. Mason Rudolph suffered that really big hit. That concussion did not look good. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see him playing. That is that was such a serious injury that I think they're going to be, take all precautions here and limit their liability if you know what I mean, when these players retire. So I think a right. uh, good chance he will not play. The quarterback, the third stringer, is Devlin Hodges. He's a rookie from an FCF school, Samford. Not Stanford, yeah. but Samford, like Samford and Son, but with the M in there. Uh, he'll, right. get, he'll get the start. But, you know, I prefer to he can to, tell to people he went to Stanford, <laughs> and, and they won't know the difference. He's going to sound, you know, maybe he'll get some, some jobs off to football with that. Maybe so, you know, maybe so. People hear that name. See, maybe maybe Stanford grad will say, hey, let's, let's sign this guy up to a nice promotional. Let him, let him, let him you know, uh, sell products for us. Who knows? But, yeah, you know, I do prefer to support quarterbacks, backups, when they're at home, not on the road. I kind of I, That's kind of the NBA angle I like where you've often heard where the reserves or supporting staff always play better at home than on the road. I think this, this, this is true in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. That's why I like to take the charges here at minus uh, – 
minus six and a half. I wouldn't even argue if someone played the under oh, 41 and a half second. in this game. So that line's moved because the last time I looked, it was minus five and a half. So it's moved a whole point, huh? Yeah, it's moved a whole point because it looks more and more that, that Mason Rudolph will not play and it'll be right. a third string in there. And if, uh, you know, if Hodges is not effective, the, the backup is Paxton Lynch, who was a first-round bust with the Broncos. He's been, he's been moved around the league, really couldn't stick, couldn't stick with Seattle. Uh, so uh, now he's, he, he was signed to the pack practice squad with the Steelers when Big Ben went down as emergency here. So they have to bring him up from the practice squad into, 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 the, uh, into the second string here in this spot. And I just I don't think it works for them here in the, here because also we also noticed the Steelers defense has been been hurt has been poor and they also lose depth at wide receiver their 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 wide receiver James Washington he's the third the number three receiver he's out with a shoulder injury their backup running back Samuels Jalen Samuels he's out so uh, Pittsburgh really banged up as they head into L.A. Wow. Okay. So uh, you you're gonna go minus uh, six and a half, right? Charge, uh, yeah, the, minus uh, six. Minus yeah, six. Yeah, it's tough to. Yeah, minus six. It's very tough to lay points with the Chargers, but the Steelers here are in just dire straits with their injuries. And, of course, I don't like to go with backup, especially third stringers on the road in the NFL. And, of course, the Chargers kind of in one of those must-win modes. When you, know, when you lose when you lose back-to-back games uh, right now, you bet, you, you know, I think they need to turn it up a notch here in, in this one. All right, Tony, very quickly, a uh, baseball game going on just about as we go off the air. It's the Cardinals at Braves. It's uh, game five. You've got about 30 seconds. Give me your take. All right, I like I like the Braves here minus 105. Fulton Newitz look really good. I prefer the Braves bullpen and I prefer their hitting lineup. And the Braves have been a very good home team this year, uh, 51 and 32 at home. 51. Oh wow, 50, uh, 51 and 32 at home. Yeah. So you, you're going with the Braves. Uh, Chip here was going with the Cards. So uh, uh, maybe you guys can arm wrestle it before the game. But I guess probably... so. I guess so. I I just can't sweat out that closer for the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez. This looks like gas can. <laughs> All right. And uh, finally, uh, your thoughts on the Astros uh, choke fest. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was surprised that Tampa Bay went with that with their with their openers. And, you you know, I'm always nervous because when you when you pitch that many pitchers, someone's going to be bad. Right. Someone's going to have right. an off day. But they were able to get through that, which which was surprising. But I like I'm going to look at the under in this game. Uh, uh, Glasnow and Cole Glasnow was very effective in that start against the Astros going five good innings. And I really like uh, I really like uh, uh, Garrett Cole here. I think this is going to be another one of those really tight games, uh, Nick, that we see in the playoffs. Decide in the later innings, but I would have to lean Astros. But I don't like the price. I would rather take an under seven. All right, Tony T. Always a pleasure. We'll check back with you later on in the week. Tony, tell us, folks. You. you can find his picks right there at picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks, and when you're ready, uh, the expert picks are right there for you. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, though, I know we've given out a lot of picks here on the show. I'm going to recap them for you. So if you have a pen and paper, or I don't know if you can type really fast. I can't. I've got fat fingers, and it just doesn't work that way. Get a pen and paper and get ready to write them down so you can have a successful day of betting. All right, we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter. Well, unsurprisingly, it's at Nick Gieber. Love to hear from you there. All right, well, we gave out a lot of picks on the show today, so in order to make it easier for you, I'm going to recap them. Here's what we had today, starting with Joe Duffy. Uh, Here's college football picks. Washington State at Arizona, take Washington State. Uh, Memphis at Temple, take Temple under 50 and a half. And then we had USC at Notre Dame. He said, take USC plus 11. Then we had 
the always entertaining Chip Chirambis with some NFL picks. Eagles at Vikings, take the under 44. Saints at Jags, take the under 44 and a half. And the 49ers at Rams, it was take the over 50 and a half. Speaking of NFL, we had Tony Tellers. We talked a little NFL and Major League Baseball with Tony. We'll start with the baseball pick, though. Nationals at Dodgers. He said, take under seven. Take the under seven runs on that particular game. He was talking about the heavy air at Chavez Ravine with the current weather situation in L.A. Uh, for his NFL picks, Tony, Seahawks at Browns. He said, take the Hawks, minus one and a half. And Steelers at Chargers, take the Chargers at minus six and a half. Hope you had a chance to grab all of those picks. You'll find a lot of those picks, though, up on our website, picksandparleys.net. As I mentioned, loads of free picks at picksandparley.net. And, of course, if you're ready for the expert picks, they are there as well. Just a little programming note. I'll be back with you tomorrow. And if you like me and if you like soccer, you're going to want to tune in to Fifth Street Soccer, a show I host on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I host that Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. This show, however, will be back with you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Sports Byline Network. Have fun, and until then, remember, bet, win, repeat. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.